Welcome to Max Storm Business Coaching for the Health and Fitness Professional Podcast, where you will hear and learn tips, tricks, and marketing secrets that will allow you to build your business from ordinary to extraordinary. Visit us at maxstormcoaching.com. Now, here's your host. Hi, all, and welcome back to the Max Storm business coaching show. I thank you all for coming and listening today. You have a lot of information on the internet, a lot of books, podcasts, shows, YouTube videos. There's a lot of information out there and I appreciate you spending the time with us today. And I hope you've gotten a chance to listen to our previous shows. We are going chronologically or as I would say, we're going in order of how a Specific business uh, in the health and fitness industry should be set up from the beginning. Obviously, if you have a business that is currently running, it's always great to learn new things, try new things. And as with any of businesses that I have started, there's always room for improvement. There's no doubt about it. So today I wanted to get a little bit out of uh, step or out of sequence because uh, from our last show that we covered, um, I want to... Um, answer a few questions, but also I received several emails uh, on this particular subject and I want to be able to answer those questions because it seemed like there was a pattern to them and it's kind of good in a way. Usually I want to stay in order in sequence so that we can build your business. Uh, This is going to be fine because it's just a few shows ahead and I'll swap those shows out, but we'll be ready to go and uh, this should help. So today, Um, I'm not going to go on a tangent like I did uh, last show where we went a little bit long on the show. So today we're going to cover um, how to get, and this was in several emails that I received, uh, how to promote referrals, not only from your current clients, but from people that you meet, your friends, people online, things in that sense, uh, how to start, or if you even want to, a joint venture or what people call a JV. And also there's uh, how to start partnership programs with people who are in your industry, but do something different than what you do. Um, There are so many opportunities to have a partnership program set up where uh, people within different industries, uh, different specialties, uh, different um, experts in many fields, Uh, You can set up partnership programs with them. You'll be able to tout that. Yes, uh, you know, Jim Jones, he's a back surgeon. I am partnered with him because he doesn't just like performing back surgeries or spine surgeries. He will send you to me. Let me check you out. If the only option is uh, spine surgery, I will give him back my report and, you know, and then you'll go from there. But being able to utilize partnerships and being able to say, I am partnered with other experts in different fields gives you a lot of clout in the industry. So it's super important if you have the ability to uh, partner or set up partnerships with people uh, who are, you know, known as experts, known throughout the industries, known throughout uh, the communities, whether you're doing local whether you're doing local shows, um, whether you're doing webinars, uh, TV, 
radio, whether you're doing seminars, uh, whatever you're doing out there to be able to partner with, with people to bring in other clients or be able to be that expert and have other people know that you are because you're partnered with other experts. You know, this can also work if you have an online business where you're doing training uh, online, whether it's dietary, physical fitness, um, all kinds of things that are happening online, even training and coaching. It's pretty cool how people are utilizing the online industry and it's really exploding also. So there's always a way to expand your business. If you're online, you can be doing that and then maybe you'll get some referrals that are local and you can work with them or vice versa. You're doing a lot of local classes, you have training going on, you have clients coming in and then you're getting people from all over the world connecting with you on your website, uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, or whatever you're setting up uh, and they're asking you to do some online training. Uh, It's a great way to supplement your income, but also then be known in other parts of the world as an expert. So it's a lot of fun that way. So let's go over uh, referrals, joint ventures, and partnerships. We'll talk a little bit about the differences. And then we're going to talk about how to approach a potential um, joint venture, maybe opportunity, or even approach partnerships and how to talk to them, how to choose them. So uh, as I always say, this uh, this show is not scripted, so I might go off the cuff a little bit. It's not the uh, greatest sound. Uh, I do this very quickly, um, but it's a lot of information, and I try to rush it through. We kind of compress it into uh, a short amount of time with as much information as possible. So the first thing we're going to talk about is referrals. There's so many different types of referrals that are out there that are out uh, that are out there. You can have referrals from your current clients. Okay. That's a great way to get a referral. You can have referrals from friends, from families, um, from neighbors, from people you work with, from people that they work with. There's hundreds of different referral paths, but you want to be able to handle those referrals when they come into you in the best way possible. You need to be able to sort them out quickly. You want to be able to go through the referrals or somebody says, hey, I have a referral for you. They have a, you know, a bad ankle and, you know, they play baseball. They're not sure what to do. And you do not usually do that kind of work. Not only do you want to be able to take referrals in, but you also want to have a referral network that you send some of these referrals that aren't your target clients. You can send them out. So, not only have a referral network where you're accepting clients, but also you need to set up a referral network where you're going to push clients to other practitioners. Now, you can have referrals where you're sending them out of your, if you have a facility, if you have a brick and mortar facility, you may have other practitioners within your facility that do different things, which is awesome because you're just going to say, hey, uh, that's not my specialty, but let me bring over our next practitioner who can easily help you. And here they are. Here's Jim or here's Jane. And they'll be able to help you with the pain in your ankle and be all set. Now you want to be able to do that because it's nice to keep the work in house. So that's one way to set up referrals. When people come in, you want to be able to, to either take those referrals or be able to send them out to practitioners that are internal. Now, the great part about it is, and, and just talking to practitioners or fitness experts that have a full book, you're busy, you have a location and your business is running. And if you, if you do find yourself turning clients away, 
this might be a good time to maybe talk to some people who are new in the field, people that need clients and tell them the truth. Say, hey, listen, I have six referrals a month or maybe one referral a week or, or whatever the truth is. Say, if you would like to come once a week and work out of my facility, I'm sure I can give you some, some people. But whilst you're in my facility, you can also try to get your own people. So that's one way to build up um, not only a, uh, a solid business for you, you look great because you're referring work out. You look like an expert because you're stating that that's not my expertise, but I know people that will be able to help you. So it shows that you're not desperate for work. You stick with the expertise that you know because you're a specialist. And then also it shows that you're willing to still help the potential client, which is so important because each of those referrals that come to you, no matter what you do, you should be able to try to help them because later on, you'll be able to use them as a reference. Okay, so reference referrals, they sound kind of the same, but using them as a reference is really cool because they may just say, hey, listen, uh, yeah, I, I, I went to Jane and she wasn't able to help me, but she's so smart. She gave me some pointers and she pointed me in the right direction. She introduced me to Gary and that guy's awesome. So Jane may not be able to help you, but she's really an expert. She's hooked up in the industry. So go ahead and call her anyway. Now that person calls you and just so happens that you can help that person. So it's always good that when a referral gets sent to you, that you can do something with them. Don't just say, oh yeah, you know, your ankle hurts. I specialize in back, uh, back work or back pain or head and shoulder pain or whatever. I can't help you, sorry, and hang that phone up. Try not to do that because the more people that know you, the more people that have spoken with you, the more people that know that you're a specialist in a certain field, the better. And I can guarantee that person that's calling you with that ankle injury or whatever injury or they want dietary help, uh, whatever it is, they know somebody that has back pain, that has shoulder pain, that has something that you specialize in. And they are going to, when they speak with them, refer them to you. So it's super important that when you get referrals that you help out as much as possible. I love being able to send referrals to my partnership network. Okay, so that's, that's kind of how we're going to start talking about the partnership side. So referrals, let's go back over it real quick. I'm going to try to make this uh, show a little bit shorter today. So I'm going to talk a little bit faster and I'm going to, you know, just go right into it. So referrals are anyone who is sending you uh, work or sending you potential clients. So uh, again, we say, your current customers or clients, uh, anyone that you speak to might know someone that needs your help, friends, family, coworkers that your friends and family know. Everyone should know what you do and what you specialize in. Every once in a while, every once in a while remind them what you do and what you specialize in because a lot of people will hear you tell them but they'll just group you together with other personal trainers or dietary nutritionists, uh, whatever it is, and you don't want to be grouped together with that. So every once in a while when you're at a party, when you're with your friends, you're bowling, you're playing sports, or you're just having fun, um, you know, maybe tell a story about a client or talk about exactly what you do. You want to keep it fresh in as many people's minds you can. Again, we talked about this in the last show. You don't want to be, uh, you know, taking over the conversations with, you know, talking about your 
your job all the time or what you do. It's very interesting. It's emotional to you. But if you could just reiterate every once in a while so they know and let them know that, you know, if they, you'll take referrals, that you always are looking for referrals, even if it's not in your particular specialty, talk to those referrals, help them out in some way. So we go back to referrals that come to you that are sent to you. That's awesome. Always, always thank the person in some way that sent you the referrals. I cannot (laughs) stress this enough. Do not get a referral from an email or a phone call or a text message or even in person and do not say thank you in some way. Now, I'm not saying give them money, not saying buy them a gift. Now, if the referral works out and you have any kind of monetary uh, income from it, if you make money, if you sell a package, find some way to thank the person who sent you the referral. Uh, You know, and, and again, make it, you know, somewhat like, you know, like a tip when you go to a restaurant, a small percentage of what you brought in. Now, what, now I'm not saying that if you, if, if the person that they've referred to you comes and only signs up for one hour and you charge $250 an hour, don't go and give the person who sent you a referral a hundred dollars. Don't, don't do that. Uh, one, they're probably not going to take the money from you. And two, that would be just crazy to do. But if they sign up for a package, that's $2,500. I would give them a hundred bucks or give them something that will show them your appreciation. But also you guys know what I'm going to say. They are going to start looking for ways to get you more referrals and believe it or not, they will. A lot of times this goes undone in this industry that and in a lot of industries, the people who are sending referrals, the people who are, are looking to get you some work. Um, they're not looking for thanks. I can tell you they're not, but they do like to be noticed. They, they want to be thanked in some way. And I can tell you this, don't go and say, hey, Jim, thank you so much for sending that client, that potential client over. Um, I signed her up. She's, we're going to be able to work together. She's going to be great. What can I do for you? Don't ask them because you know what they're going to say. Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. Don't do anything. And if you don't do anything, you know, as I said, they're not looking for anything. I'm telling you right now, but if they, you don't do anything, they're not going to be apt to think about you uh, when other referrals come up or they're not going to be looking. Okay. So if somebody approaches them and says, oh, my back's killing me. I just played golf or tennis. My shoulder's killing me. They're going to think of you. I'm not saying that they're not going to think of you, but they're not going to go out of their way probably um, unless it's obviously very close relations in your family and but friends and, and, and acquaintances. But if you, even if you bought them a, a Starbucks gift card or you sent an Amazon, $5 Amazon uh, gift certificate or 10, you know, again, proportionate to the amount of money that that referral spent with you, try to do that because it'll come back um, tenfold uh, in the long run. And it's something that we'll talk about in next shows is uh, called Lifetime Value uh, LVT. Um, LTV, sorry. Uh, lifetime value is so important because you could get a referral from someone and that referral can stay with you for 10 years. And, you know, you gave that person five bucks, you know, here you are, you're making thousands and thousands of dollars in that person. And then that person that stayed with you for 10 years and, you know, brought three other people in and you never really sufficiently thanked that person who sent you that, that referral that brought you that lifetime value client 
And we're going to talk a lot about it in some coming up episodes, why lifetime value is more important sometimes than getting paid uh, a, a large fee up front. Uh, but we'll talk about all that. You know, there's a lot of different uh, ways to do that. So, so again, we're going to go over this again. Referrals, it's great to have them. Have a plan. We talked about kind of um, know what to do when somebody asks you, you know, what do you do when you tell them? And then they say, great, I want to work with you. What's next? Remember we said, have an answer for them. Okay, same thing with referrals. If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I have somebody who, who needs your help. You, they'd be a perfect client for you. How should I have them call you? Have an answer for them. Here, here's my card. Have them call me. You know, do you have my number? Uh, do you have their number? I can text. However you want to get in touch with those referrals are the best way. It might be in multiple ways. Um, a lot of people aren't going to be as prepared as you want them to be. They might just say, hey, I ran into this, this lady, Jane. She's a great friend of mine. She's having back pain. I told her about you and she wants to come to you. What, you know, how, how should it, how should, and you know, you did, they didn't get Jane's phone number. They didn't get enough information. So you might get frustrated. So have a couple different ways in which that you can keep that referral going. And uh, even if you have to go out of your way and contact Jane, a lot of people, I know a lot of experts and, and serious practitioners don't like reaching out to a client or a potential client because you want them to show uh, that they want the help. But sometimes, you know, you might have to reach out to them you know, do that. It's not a big deal or have the person who's doing the referral uh, say, Hey, listen, can you get in touch with them? Here's my card. Have them call me, have them email me, uh, whatever's best. And if you don't hear <laughs> another thing, and this could, this could take a long time. If you don't hear from that potential client, uh, that referral within a couple of days, reach back out to the person who told you about the referral, uh, find out because this is a perfect example of they aren't emotionally attached to you getting that client on your books. Okay. So they said, Hey, I had a referral for, I have a referral for you. Name's Jane. Uh, she's awesome. She got some back pain. She could be a great client for you. Perfect fit. Um, I didn't get her contact information. I'll get it when I go back to work on Monday. So Tuesday, Wednesday goes by and you're going, Hey, what's going on? Nobody's always contacting me. Their emotional attachment to going out of their way to get to that information may not be as great as you want. And don't be frustrated about that. I mean, everyone's busy. So if they're at work and they just haven't had time to go down to the third floor and, and get Jane's contact information, it's possible. So don't be mad. Don't call them up yelling and screaming at them because, you know, you want a client or whatever it is, you know, just maybe nudge them a little bit, email them, text them, you know, hey, Jim, what happened with that client? Did you ever talk to Jane? Let me know. I know you're busy. Let me know. But... The next time this happens, and if you have given them any kind of payment or thank you or, or gave them a tip or whatever you want to call it, if you have thanked them in some way that goes above them what they wanted because they didn't really want anything, I can tell you that the next time they bring you a referral, they will be emotionally attached to it. They won't even know that they are. They will give you the information you need, or if they don't have it, they will get it for you. And then you're going to thank them again the same way. So, again, we're going to go. We're going to go over referrals uh, in detail. I can do a whole show on the way to get referrals, treat referrals, move referrals around. Uh, you can make a lot of money just doing a referral network, um, having a network of people to send referrals to. Okay, now here's the thing. 
don't feel bad. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about referrals again, because you know, this might turn into a show just for referrals. Um, so now let's talk about when you have a referral come to you, but they're not in your target niche, that they're not a, a, a customer or a client for your particular business, but you're going to hand it off to someone you know. Now they could be in your facility, they could be down the road, they could be wherever, online. You're going to hand that referral off, okay? And this kind of more of a partnership type thing, but you might not have thought of it yet. So you hand it off, you say, Jane comes to you, talk to her saying, listen, you know, you know, I'm glad you called me. You know, just not my specialty. I could probably help you, but I know someone who could help you for a lot quicker, probably less money. And uh, they're really good at what they do. Would you mind if I handed your information to them and had them contact you? She says, yes, of course. Now you hand, you call up Frank, who is a practitioner, Jim, Francine, whatever that particular, that particular practitioner is that is going to specialize in the referrals problem and say, I have a referral. I have a client for you and they'll be happy. Just like any, just like any practitioner is going to be happy. Let them know to add five to 10% onto their normal fee. So if they charge $250, try to get them to charge $300. Let them know up front or before you even start sending referrals to them, get a partnership program together. I'm going to talk about the partnership program and how it works in a second. So let them know even before you start, hey, Frank, listen, uh, I'm getting some people in. No one has fit into your niche yet, but is it okay if I, if I get somebody and I send them to you, just, you know, add, add a small percentage on for me. There is nothing wrong with saying that. And I'm going to tell you why, because I know you're thinking, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do it. Here's why. You are doing a lot of work. If you back up to get that client originally to you, not only have you done a lot of work giving people information about what you do, you've talked online, if you're following along on these podcasts and these shows and you're doing the things that we're talking about, you're doing a lot of work. And the reason you're doing all that work is to get in new clients, right? But some of those clients are not going to fit into your niche. You're smart enough to send them to someone else. There's no reason that you should not be compensated for the work you're doing to bring in clients. Just because they don't fit into your specialty, that is not your fault. Now you're being nice enough to hand them off to someone else. That someone else is going to make money on your work, the original work you did to start this foundation and all the podcasts we're talking about, all the shows we're talking about, to build up your network to get clients. There is no reason that you should not be compensated for that. And and I can tell you that if you send a referral, if you send a hot lead, which I call a hot lead, to another practitioner and they balk at paying you, don't send them any more people. Do not do it. Find someone else. I know what you're thinking. There's nothing wrong with making money for what you do. There are, told, there are businesses that make billions of dollars a year on referrals, just doing referrals. There's nothing wrong with sending a referral 
ahead of, but tell them ahead of time before you before you start sending referrals. Talk to them first. Send them an email. If you don't like talking about it, send them an email. Send them a note. Now, that is a referral program. We could talk more about referral programs as we progress. I can tell you, please, if you have a question on referrals or how this works, send me an email. I'll jump on the phone with you and go over any questions. I can talk on a whole show on this and I want to cover uh, some of the other items. And if, if I don't get a, in enough in, uh, I'll do some shows on, on referrals and uh, JV, joint ventures and, and partnerships. I'll do complete shows on it just so that you can get uh, a better handle on which one's better for you. So a joint venture. A lot of you probably aren't going to do too many joint ventures. Now, a joint venture is two different companies or people, but, you know, again, have your companies, two different companies utilizing each of their resources to start another company or another small business or a seminar, a workshop, um, project, whatever it is, you each need to decide the resources that you're going to supply. Now, somebody might be great at emailing and social media and you say, hey, listen, you fill the seats, Okay, you're great at that. You can you can you can send out all those emails, get people to sign up. You're going to fill the seats up. We want 30, we want 50, we want 100 people in the seats. I will create the content. You fill the seats, I'll create the content, and then we'll both present it. Whatever it is, and this is you know again, I'm just making this up. Uh, you have to decide between the joint venture what resources from each company, each person or each company, obviously, uh, are going to dedicate to this joint venture. Joint ventures are great when you have people that can work together. They're awesome to do workshops and seminars and other businesses where you can take, take all your resources and you put it into a certain business because you see a path to, to make some money and to fill a gap, fill a need, but you don't close up your business. You don't close up the other business. Don't do not close. They just pull resources from each business. So doing workshops and seminars are some common items um, of, to do joint ventures because you can, you know, if you have things to sell or the other company has things to sell and you all take your resources and you put them together, uh, you're not only doubling your contacts, you're, you're helping, you're helping to promote, you can you be experts in a field of multiple different things. So, so joint ventures are really cool to do uh, if you have the ability to control uh, what you're going to do. You don't want the other company stealing all your resources, using everything that you can do, and they really don't put anything in. So when you do a joint venture, you really have to talk it out. You might even want to do a one-pager uh, contract or just something. So it's all written down. You know what you're going to do. You know how it's going to be done. Who's going to be in charge of what? Because it's kind of like a partnership uh, when you start a business or a marriage. So you really want to know Who's going to do what? How the money? Oh, yeah. If you do a joint venture, you make sure you know how the funds are going to be spent. Who, If money has to be spent, who's responsible for that? Or is it going to be a 50-50 split? Uh, what's it for? Then also you want to make sure in a joint venture, the profits, how they are going to be split because everyone always thinks that their, what they did was more important than what the other did. Um, it's very important to have a contract. If it's not, if it's not written down, there's a saying, if it's not written down, then it was not said because the other party will forget what you talked about. Just 
it just happens. And you don't have to argue with it because joint ventures are great and it can be very profitable if done correctly, if it organized correctly, and if everyone's in the same understanding. So, so that's a joint venture. I, I can go through joint ventures. They're very good. Uh, and it's not something that you'll probably do a lot, but the referrals and the partnership agreements. Now let's talk a little bit about a partnership agreement. So it's kind of like a referral system, but the partnership agreement is much more formal. And that's with mostly with people that you don't know. They might not even be in the same area, in the same county, uh, in, in the same, you know, local vicinity. I mean, you can have partnerships agreement with people all over the world. Now, people that do online coaching, they do online training. It's pretty cool because you can have partnerships with people in other countries that are going to send work to you, could give them a partnership link. And I can tell you that you can track exactly who's coming from that link, who they talk to, who paid through that link. And then you can pay those partners accordingly because of the amount of money or the amount of people that signed up or, or signed up with you or did whatever you're doing. So the partnership is really a, a cool way to expand on a referral network. And that's kind of how I explain a partnership agreement. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a referral agreement on, on steroids because you're really solidifying, hey, listen, I want to partner with you. I've sent you several referrals. It works really good. Let's do a partnership agreement so we both know what to expect from each other because I would like you to start sending me some clients and I want you to know that I'm going to pay you for the clients that you send me and vice versa. And having that partnership agreement gives you the ability to talk about that you're partnered with this particular firm, this particular gym, this particular person who might be an expert in a different field or well-known in a specific area. So uh, not only can you extend your network, but you get to tout that you're, you're partnered with that guy. He, you and him are friends. You work together. He is uh, respective of your abilities. You are respective of his abilities. You both recognize each other as experts in your field. So a partnership agreement is really cool. So it could be a one-pager partnership agreement. Uh, a lot of websites now have uh, plugins that somebody can sign up to be your partner. They get a partnership link. They get all this information. They can sign up and be your partner and start sending you referrals right through that link. There's a lot of cool ways to set up a partnership agreement, but most partnerships agreements are local. And it, would it, will, it will take you or your associates or somebody that you hire. You can hire a salesperson or you can hire an assistant that will go out to local experts and they will speak with them. You'll say, listen, you know, we get people into our gym that you know, aren't in our particular expert field and we can go and you know, send them to you. We'd like to set up a partnership agreement so that you know exactly how much you're going to get paid per referral. If they sign up for us, you're going to get this much. Every time thereafter, you're going to get this much. You want them to know exactly what's happening because you want them to send you referrals. So a partnership agreement is really cool to make it a legitimate agreement. You don't have to be friends with the people that you're partnering with. I mean, you don't want to be enemies with them, but that's what's great about a partnership agreement. You don't have to be friends with them. You, don't, you can just go to them. You can say, hey, listen, you know, I hear that you're really great at what you do. 
let's try to set up a referral network and then we'll go to a partnership agreement. So if you send me a client, I'll send you some clients and we'll see how that works. After we do that, let's, let's, let's circle back around. And if we like working with each other, we'll do a, a partnership agreement. We'll, we'll each be able to put each other on our websites. We'll, we'll, we'll share information. We'll, we'll share contact lists. You know, maybe we'll go and we'll do a workshop together and we'll, we'll show that around. And, you know, now you're a partnership. You're expanding your network with a partnership agreement. So having a partnership is really cool if you're building your network. So as you're coming up in the world and you're building your expert in the field status to be able to hook up with some experts, it's pretty cool and it will expand your network rapidly. Now I can tell you this, the same thing. People never follow through with what they say. And if you follow through with what you're talking to them about, they will respect you so much that they'll start sending you work. I'm telling you that if you come and make good on what you say, if you pay them for a referral, if somebody comes and signs up with you, go out of your way to make sure that you give them that referral free, that you give them that partnership fee. Whatever you do, make sure it happens. You will feel much better that you do and you will get more clients out of it. They are going to refer people to you. Don't think about just the amount of money. So if they sign up for a great package, make sure you go out and you get that referral check or referral fee out to that partner, out to that partnership, whatever you have to do, make sure they get the money because they want to see if, if it works. Because a lot of times it's one of those guys that whoever pulls the trigger first, you know, everybody's waiting to see if you're really going to do what you say you're going to do. You're waiting to see if the other guy's going to do what he says he's going to do. But be the first one to do it. You know, the worst thing that happens you lose a hundred bucks, you lose 50 bucks, but you signed up, you know, a 2000, 3000 contract, a, a package, you're not going to lose out, but you will be able to say, I did what I say I'm going to do. I said I was going to do. And that's all that matters. And then if the guy doesn't come through uh, or he, you send him a referral and he doesn't come through, you find out that he signed up on and this client's been going to him for a couple months and he never, you can end the partnership agreement, but at least you know in your heart that you do what you're supposed to do. And of course, you know, you let other people know that are thinking about partnering up with them or sending them referrals, uh, not to do that. You know, you just say, listen, it doesn't work. I tried it. I uh, sent them a client and, uh, you know, he never followed through or she never followed through. Very seldom it will happen. Okay. It, it does happen, but very seldom it, it will happen. But again, put it on paper, let them know exactly. Most problems occur because of being, not being organized and people just, they only hear small bits of what you're talking about. They expect so much. They only hear what they want to hear. And they're not doing it on, uh, on purpose. They're, they're not trying to trick you. Uh, most people, they're so busy. They have so much going on. They want to make money. They want you to send referrals to them. They want to send referrals to you, but they don't want to make it complicated. They don't doesn't want to be some crazy thing. So they just go, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. But really, they don't even remember what you talked about. That's why to have a partnership agreement, have it written out a one pager. It doesn't have to be crazy. I have partnership agreements, blank ones, templates. Email me, go on my website and, and email me if you want me. I'll send it to you for free. It, it, I just want you to see that. Having partnerships, having a referral network is so important. But make sure when you do this, get paid for it. There's nothing wrong with having a referral network where you get paid, having a partnership network when you get paid. That's what they're there for. That's why the names are there. Referral network. Okay. Get paid for to refer for to refer 
customers get paid. And if somebody refers a client to you that ultimately signs up, whether it's $5, even if, even, you know what, even if they send you a referral and that referral doesn't pan out, but not because of their end, but not, but it just, it just doesn't work for you. The, The referral says, I just don't have the money. I can't do it right now. Uh, this is great, and but it's not the person who sent you the referral's fault. Buy them a Starbucks gift card. Let them know you appreciate them sending somebody over because it's not their fault that you didn't close the deal. It's not even your fault. It just wasn't right for that potential client, but they know about you. They know you're there. You didn't push your services. You didn't try to sell them something that they can't afford or don't need, and they're going to talk to people about it also. So make sure in some way you thank anyone that sends you referrals because it's so important. And that is another reason why people need to know what you do. And that is why another reason why it's good to have a niche, a target, because the referring person may not be very knowledgeable in the health and and fitness field. But if they know that you help people with back pain, that's all they have to say. Oh, you have some back pain. I have somebody who's an expert in back pain. Okay. Oh, what else do they do? No, that's what they do. Okay. They don't need to know about the human body. They don't need to know this crazy lingo. They just know that you help people that have back pain. And that's another reason why you should be a specialist. You should have a niche, make it easy, not only for you to explain what you do, but for other people to explain what you do. Again, someone else saying that you're an expert is much better than you walking around town telling everybody how great you are, how you're an expert and they should come to you for their back pain. So, you know, it all, that's what I was saying when we first started the shows, the, the first shows, um, it all, it all fits together. And that's why we're doing these shows in order. Uh, this one's a little bit out of order, but I got several emails about these referral networks and partnership agreements. Um, they're all fit together. It's very important that you pick that niche, you pick that target market, you become the specialist, you become the expert in the field, and then you set up your referral networks, you set up your partnership agreements with the upper echelon guys. Referral networks are good for everyone, you know, for the public. Everyone can be a referral for you. But the partnership, you know, think of the partnership agreements for the upper echelon, the doctors, the, um, the chiropractors, the nutrition people, the ones that really are specialists in their field. So they're getting people all the time that don't fit into their niche. And if they're smart or if you, if you come through and do what you say you're going to do, they are going to send those people to you. Okay. So you could fill your book up just by having a partnership agreement with, with 20 practitioners or, or other chiropractors. Don't let them see you as a threat. Uh, You go in there saying that, you know, um, you know, you know, you don't want to go see a chiropractor and tell them that, yeah, you know, I, when people come to me, they only have to come one time and, you know, they don't need any, anybody else ever again. You don't want to say that to a chiropractor because, you know, chiropractors are good at what they do. They want to make money and their, their business is built on repetitive returns and making sure that the clients are good. But, but just remember when you go to see different um, potential partners that you're not being threatening to them. You know, you don't want to go to see uh, someone and, and they feel threatened that you're looking to take their clients away. Uh, so, so, you know, pick, pick your partnerships, pick the people that you're going to go see um, wisely, I guess. Even if it's somebody who's a potential um, person that may see you as, as a threat to taking their clients, talk to them and say, listen, this is what I do. Does it, does it fit in what you do? And if you want, 
you know, if you send me a client, I will just do this or I will talk to them or I'll do this um, and work it out. And that's what goes into that partnership agreement that you're only going to do this. And then after you're done doing that, you're going to send them back to that referring doctor or that referring chiropractor. Don't ever, you know, tell them, listen, I'm going to take your clients. They're never going to come back again. Don't say that because it's possible that they are going to go back, but you guys can have clients that go back and forth. People can have multiple, you know, multiple practitioners that they're going to see and you're helping in either way. Maybe you just like writing programs. Okay. That's a whole nother thing. And you know, you have partnerships and referrals with practitioners, with personal trainers, um, you know, that you just like, you're, you're an expert in writing programs for people and all of these trainers, all of these personal, um, people, all, all these experts, they, they have a client and they say, I need you to go see Mike. He is going to assess you. He's going to write a program and then he's going to send you back to me. And then we're going to go through the program. I can do programs, but he's an expert at writing programs and I want the best for you. Okay. Now that, you know, that guy, Mike or that girl, Jane, whatever, who does the programs, her niche, her specialty is writing programs and is assessing the body and writing programs. She's not looking to steal your client. Okay. She doesn't want to do the daily program and running them through their programs and working them out and doing all the things. Okay. So that's, what's so great about really assessing what you want to do, going out and finding those people that fit into your puzzle, fit into your niche that can help you expand your network and then working out a deal with them. They, we all need work. We all love making money, but in the end, it's really helping the client because they're getting all the best of all the worlds. They're getting the specialists. They're getting you. They're getting all of these different people and they're going to get better. So that's kind of the coverage I wanted to talk about on the show today. Um, so we have referrals. I think we covered a little bit about it. I hope you got the gist of referrals. The joint ventures, they call them JVs. Um, very cool to do if you're going to do some shows, if you're going to do some stuff. There's other stuff you can do with joint ventures. Uh, just think about it. And then, of course, the partnership agreements with the upper echelon, the people that you want to continue to do working with, um, you should do some type of partnership agreement with. So they know what they're going to get. You know what you're going to get. And each is going to know what they need to do because what you need to do is very important. You don't want the partner or the person you signed up with feel slighted that you're not doing your end on your end. So it's very important to have it written down. As I said, if it's not written down, it was not said. You can't fall back and say, yeah, but we talked about that last month. They're going to say, I don't remember that. And you're just going to get frustrated. Put it on paper. You know, make sure that you're open-minded. Everybody wants to, to make sure that they're not being slighted. You don't want to slight people. Just say, what's most, you know, when you open up the conversation, the way to make people be open and trusting of you, say, what do you need? Okay. What do you need to send referrals to me? What will make you feel comfortable? What do you need to be written on this piece of paper for you to send clients to me, potential clients to me? They're going to tell you. Now, all of a sudden, they're at ease because you aren't opening the conversation with what you want, okay? After they tell you what they need, say, okay, you see these three things? That sounds really good. This one thing we should talk about. I'm not sure if we can do that, but I'm sure we can get around it. This is what I usually want to do when I send a client to you. And all of a sudden, it's a, it's a two-way conversation, and everyone's open-minded because everyone has the same goal in mind. Help their clients and make money. That's what everybody wants to do. It's the best thing to do. So 
That's it for today's show. I'm hoping that this episode helped you. I know I went through it pretty quick. As I said, I had a long show, uh, the last episode, and I didn't get some complaints about it, but I got some emails about how long the show went and I wanted to you know, kind of shorten this one down a little bit, not get go off on tangents. There's just so much to talk about. This is such a great industry. It's so much fun to be in this industry where when you do things and you make changes, and you instantly see clients coming in and you fill up your book, like you see what works and what doesn't fairly quickly. And, uh, and that's, what's great about this industry. I love it. And we're helping people. So, and that's the, that's the name of the game. So this is Maxwell Storm for Max Storm Business Coaching Show. I thank you for being a part of our show today. Please let people know about our show. If you know something that, that can help that we can all can help, uh, Go on out to iTunes and Google Play. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. could really help us spread the word. But again, tell people about the show. We're, it's not competition. You won't run into somebody who wants to do exactly what you want to do when you pick your specialty. And that's what's so fun about it. We can help everyone do a better job, help people and make money. And, and we're really... We're, de- we're, we're devouring the competition because once you pick your niche, once you pick your specialty, um, the competition kind of dissipates. So go ahead. It's a great, great time. Thank you for spending the time with me today. Uh, have a great rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on Thank the you Max for listening Storm, to the Max Coaching Storm Business show. Coaching Podcast. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play so you don't miss a single episode. This podcast is brought to you by MaxStormCoaching.com. Over to our website or social media pages and download free documents, forms, business tips, and tricks.